Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, Supernatural fans. Love hurts for Dean in this week's episode of Supernatural Season 11, Episode 13, Love Hurts. I'm Lindsay Wagner. Love hurts right now because I'm here solo. Uh, you guys can find me, tweet me, all things social media at Lindsay Wegner. Make sure you're using that hashtag AB2V Supernatural. If you want to stay in the conversation with me, if you want to tweet me any questions or comments or opinions, anything about this week's episode, tweet me using the hashtag ABTV Supernatural. Or if you want to call in and give any opinions or any ideas, what you want to see happening the rest of his season, what Dean's relationship with the darkness is going to come to. You can actually call into the studio at 424-256-1729. So give me a call. We'll chat a little bit about the show. I'm going to talk to you guys, give you a little basic recap of the show, discuss any opinions, try and pay attention to the live feed as I go, um, and get your opinions as well. So we're going to jump in to this Valentine's Day episode, which... Dean has said is like the unattached drifter Christmas. Uh, our first, our first, uh, you know, sighting of Dean in this episode. He's got a hickey on his neck. He's obviously had a good night the night before. He's hurting a little bit. Sam thinks he needs to shower. I've already been seeing that you guys loved this week's episode. And Brendan, I saw you already saying that you thought that it was finally wonderful that for the first time ever, maybe not the first time ever, but doesn't happen very often. Dean finally was honest with Sam and didn't hide something from him. It was literally one of those moments where, like, jaw dropper, because you just don't expect that to happen. So, uh, Valentine's Day, Hudson, Ohio, a couple's getting ready to go out for Valentine's, and Stacy, the babysitter, has shown up for her shift. And, uh, apparently the husband, Dan, and her are having quite the affair. And, uh, she threatens him, saying that if he doesn't finally tell his wife, before that happens, the wife comes down, they leave for their date, and Stacy is in the house by herself watching TV. We see someone come in that she recognizes, and as she turns around on the sofa, his hand, his arm, goes through her, rips back out her heart, and Stacy has been killed. Obviously, we're all kind of assuming that it's probably Dan doing this, but we know it's supernatural. There's always something going on. Uh, so, uh, Sam and Dean decide that they are going to, uh, you know, check out this case. Maybe it doesn't have anything to do with Amara, but it gives them something to do. Someone's heart's being ripped out. 
we got to figure out what's going on. I did love that um, Dean admits that, you know, for Valentine's Day, you don't need to find Mr. Right. You need to find Mr. Right now, which I feel like is is a common uh, thought during Valentine's Day because girls are looking for guys. Guys are looking for girls. We all know how it is. So we get to Ohio and Dan admits to Sam and Dean as they're questioning him about the death of Stacy that he says anyone who meets her falls in love with her. Even, uh, the Dan's wife, Melissa, says that everyone loved her. She was, she was liked by everything. She was friendly and, you know, she was a great babysitter, even though we do find out later on that she did know that this was going on. Um, and the boys question, was this a crime of passion? Uh, they get to the morgue and the, um, person at the morgue, which I can't think of the name of that right now. What? Why can't I think of that? Coroner? That, that might be right. Says that she was alive when her heart was ripped out, which we did see. And um, when we go to Dan's office the next day, Dean has found out that uh, Dan has stolen the nanny cam because they kissed on it and he didn't want his wife to see that. But he also sees something very interesting, that he killed Stacy. But he said he wasn't there. He has an alibi. He was at the restaurant. Melissa could confirm this. All the 75 patrons in the restaurant could confirm this. So what happened? And uh, just trying to see and make sure I'm staying in this live feed if you guys are talking to me or saying anything. Um, so he does have an alibi. And we wonder, is this a shapeshifter? And could the shapeshifter be his wife. Uh, as the secretary leaves, uh, Stacy passes the secretary on her way to the elevator and she goes in and also rips Dan's heart out. And uh, the secretary does recognize that it was Stacy. Um, and we, we come to Melissa who denies hurting Dan and wanting to hurt Dan. Uh, and Dean, very smartly, hands her a pen to write down her number in case she needs anything or in case they need to get a hold of her. The silver does not affect her, so we know she's not the shifter, at least somehow. Something's going on. She goes upstairs, she grabs a box, it's got all sorts of witchy-type stuff in it, spell stuff, hex stuff. She makes a phone call, very frantic phone call, to someone, and... uh Later on at night, she's, you know, in the house. She hears a knock on the door. It's Dan. He breaks into the house. She sprays him with pepper spray. She escapes and goes to Sam and Dean, who are at the motel, and says that Dan has tried to kill her. She explains what happened. Apparently, this white witch. Meanwhile, I'm hoping there's some sort of Rowena in this. I don't know about you guys. But I was hoping somehow this would connect with Rowena and getting a little bit more story there. Sadly, it did not. I just, I'm still, I'm still bummed about Rowena. Are you guys still sad about Rowena? I'm still sad about Rowena. Really, really sad and upset about this. Uh, so we find out that it's a white witch and that it's, she gave her a return to love spell. This was her hairdresser that dabbled in, in witchcraft. As they look up this, it's actually not a spell. It's a curse and it's the kiss of death curse, which is actually transmittable. Um, you pay it forward or you die. So, because 
Dan had kissed Stacy, it passed on to her. And the curse will make that person come after them. So, it needs to end with Melissa. Dean promises he's going to take care of her. Nothing's going to happen to her. And Dan breaks into the hotel room, throws Sam aside. Dean shoots him with silver bullets that do not affect him whatsoever. Turns to Melissa and kisses Melissa. So at least now the curse has been passed on to him. And Sam punches Dan. They leave. And Melissa knows something's up. She sees the whole back of baby and all of the weaponry and things. And they explain that they're hunters. And they they go after stuff that would hurt people. And so they go to the Art of Dying, which is where Sonia has is a hairdresser at. And they get some witch-killing bullets, which they need to find a better name for. And as they go to the basement, they find a, it looks like a spell book, and a quarine, and it's a slave to your commands. And you're killed by your deepest, darkest desire. So, Melissa was actually truly in love with Dan, and that's why Dan was coming after her, and also why Stacy was coming after Dan, and... Dan after Stacy because those were their deepest, darkest desires. And you have to wonder, as they're saying this, and Dean admits, well, I'm excited because Daisy Duke has been my desire, and and Sam makes a comment, Bachman or Simpson, you know, Jessica Simpson was the new Daisy Duke, and uh, Dean admits either of them would be fine. In the back of my mind, I'm wondering... There's no way that we're going to get a sighting of Bachman or Jessica Simpson. We're going to get Amara. There's something in here. I don't know if you guys thought that. I thought that. I wondered it. Um, And uh, you have to stab the heart of the Quarine in order to break this spell. So they have to find the heart because obviously it's not in this witch that's doing it. It's in the heart. So they, uh, Sam finds the box with the heart, but before he can take care of that, Sonia comes in, kind of puts a spell on him and stops him. And we see Amara come to Dean. There is a longing in Dean's heart. Amara feels it too. And he feels like he's cloaked in shame, as this is what she's saying. And... She's saying to not fight it, to just give in. And we know this connection between Dean and Amara is insane. They are they are bound, as she's been saying. And we find out a little later in the episode a little bit more about it, which we'll, we'll get into that too. And I actually thought it was interesting of the witch to admit why she was putting this spell on women. Because these heartbroken women come in, they want to get their husbands back that are cheating on them, and the cycle kind of continues to happen. So this way, she punishes the witch, Sonia, punishes the cheaters and the foolish women who want to get them back. And now Sam is next, even though he has... He's not doing anything for this spell to be cast against him. She's going to kill him. Um, And Dean admits to Amara that she is just a cheap imitation. And I got a little scared that she was not going to like that comment. And 
there was going to be some sort of struggle or fight, we do see Amara on multiple attempts try to punch through something and get to Dean's heart. It does not happen. As she's doing this, the spell is being put on Sam. His neck is starting to turn bright red and inflamed. Thankfully, Melissa comes in, stops her, at least distracts her for a moment, and Sam is able to shoot her with the witch-killing bullets dead. And Amara is twisting Dean's arm because he's about to stab her and then is going to rip out his heart. And as she goes to do that, Sam has now stabbed the Quarine's heart and Amara goes to hit Dean and pull, rip the heart out and she actually kind of punches him and backs off and disappears in light and dust. We know that the Quarine was truly in Amara. That was his deepest, darkest desire to see Amara. And she is gone, at least temporarily, the imitation Amara. The real Amara is still existing and in full force. Uh, this is where we get to Brendan's favorite part. One of my favorite parts in the episode that Dean actually tells Sam that he saw Amara. This was his desire. And I thought the interesting part was that Sam asked him, does this surprise you? As if he knew it was going to happen. And, you know, he says, this is a sister of God. This this is Dean's, even if it isn't Dean's darkest desire. It doesn't make him evil. But it doesn't give him a choice either. He's not blaming him or judging him. But Dean does want her gone. This is not just something that he's willing to give up on. He wants Amara gone once and for all. And he thinks that when he's solo right now in this moment, he's ready. He's ready to kill Amara and, and get rid of her forever. But when he's around Amara, there's something that stops him. What is it? This desire, this bond. And I really, really hope as we get closer to figuring out how to remedy this situation, we find out more about this bond because it is truly feels like it's unbreakable, at least when they're together. Even though Dean does want this and we've seen him on multiple attempts try to kill her and it just doesn't happen, there's something that's stopping it. And I want to find out exactly why. Um, And he can't explain this. He it's not a desire or love, but they need to kill the darkness, and Dean is afraid he's not going to be able to do it. I'm trying to figure out if Dean is the only one that's going to be able to kill her, or if Sam is going to be able to help in this because they got to do they got to do something. They got to be able. They have to be able to stop Amara, and at some point we're going to get that. We're going to get that story. I want to see more on her relationship with God as well. And finding out this break and what he's willing to do to stop her. Because will God come in and help with this? Or is this going to be something that the brothers have to do on their own because they released the darkness? Uh, let me see here. Am I getting more? Um, checking to see if you guys have said anything. You're wonder. Oh, I see someone saying, Nikki, saying that they wonder if Sam's deep, dark desire is Lucifer. Uh, super interesting. I love it when they're happy too. Um, delusionally, uh, uh, supernatural. Thank you. Uh, yes. Dean winning rock, paper, scissors. 
Awesome. 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 I'm just reading some of you guys commenting right now. Thank you so much for uh, joining me in the live version right now. Thank you, guys. Uh, Love Hurts, that was Nazareth's version. Uh, Great. Totally fits the episode. I was also thinking uh, Incubus, Love Hurts, too new, though. I want to keep it classic the way that the boys would keep it classic. Uh, Um. Sam's deep dark desire being Lucifer, though, I think that's brilliant. And I wonder if it being Cassifer, if that's going to have anything to do with Sam's desire. Or maybe he'll feel something different towards Cass or more of a connection towards Cass than we normally see. Uh, um, You want more Steins? Maybe the ones from Europe. Okay. Uh I love what you're saying, Brandy, about it not being the wife's fault. And and Sam and Dean admitting that to her as well, saying, you know, it's not her that's killing these people. It's the witch that set all of this up and set this curse up. Uh, totally was not the wife's fault, even though she did perhaps set this into motion uh, because of the whole affair going on and her wanting him to love her. Uh, it's always the skull in the box that spells bad news. Yes, it is. Uh, had the Men of Ladders Library. I hope so, too. I hope they actually kept that spell book. And I thought perhaps that was going to be something coming back to the um, the Book of the Damned. I want them to keep all of this stuff together as they've, you know, had John Winchester's journals and all of that stuff. Bobby's notes. All of this stuff together, like, makes them this super team that is unbeatable in my opinion as long as they keep adding all this stuff that they find to it uh i was hoping it had something to do with the ruina too thank you um tyree hopefully she'll come back i hope so too um we like it when the show introduces new monsters and creatures we've obviously seen witches throughout the season but it's always nice to get another little story and the quarine being a new part to it but maybe we will get some sort of I'm hoping there's a return of Rowena. Maybe we will get some sort of answer to this or finding out more about that. I still want the Grand Coven episode. I don't know about you guys. I really want to see that. I want to see what's going to happen. Find out complete backstory on all of that. Uh, Dean had a silver pen. It must be expensive. Yes, true. Uh, you were surprised that the real Amara didn't come and save Dean from Amara Quarine. Uh, I think that Amara has, she wouldn't worry herself with that. Um, in this case, she's got more going on, but it was interesting to see her interaction with Dean, even as imitation Amara. Um, it's like once upon a time with the heart in the box. Absolutely. Um, I want Constantine back on TV. Uh, I was worried Dean was going to die. Were you really worried Dean was going to die? Do you really think that they would... I mean, they heighten the situation so much and they bring... I mean, obviously, the the boys are always fighting together against something, at least definitely in this season, where Sam's going to save Dean, Dean's going to save Sam. I wasn't too worried about Dean dying. I knew last minute they're going to have something come in. But interesting thought on the fact that Dean would die... What would happen to Amara then if Dean was dead? Would this break their bond? Would this stop her from maybe her final 
thoughts for the world? Would it stop the darkness? Would it, what would their bond be if Dean is dead? That's an interesting thought to think about. I'm trying to like catch up and see. Um, um, what's going on with Michael the Arch- Archangel? I'm a little brother. Uh, I can't remember the little brother's name either. Uh, he fell in the portal to hell in season five. Where is he now? Adam, you're right. Thank you. It's Adam. Um, we didn't see Michael when we were in the cage, but we were also in... I felt like a cage that they were able to, that Rowena and Crowley were able to access so that they could get, uh, try and get that whole situation figured out, which is right now with Cassifer, which next week's episode, I know a bunch of you have commented saying that, uh, Amara would have been mad if Dean died. Yes, totally, totally agree. Uh, if we go next week, we're in hell. We've got, uh, Cassifer actually ruling over hell, it seems. We've got Crowley on a, a leash. I'm excited for the humor. We know that Supernatural likes to add in that to not keep it so serious. We It just makes it a little bit more lighthearted, like the rock, paper, scissors today and Dean winning that. It's, it's nice to have those little moments and keep things cute and fun as well as progress the story forward with the drama and the thrill and the suspense of everything and the great monsters and all of that and still see Amara. I didn't expect last week that we were going to see Amara this week. So I I thought it was a really interesting way to bring her in as the heart's desire, essentially. Next week, it looks like they're time traveling to a boat with some sailors. It's a mission from the future. I did look up what Fuhrer was, and it means leader or guide. It was used during um, the Nazi time period with Adolf Hitler in Germany. Uh, very interesting. I, you guys love Supernatural's humor too. I do too. It just makes things not so dark and deep sometimes where we're crazy and upset or shocked. It just gives us a little momentary breath. Uh, predictions for next week. Let's talk about that for a little bit. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. All right. Boobies in the live chat right now. Part of my language, I'm going to say Crowley is going to be Cassifer's bitch. Uh, I cannot wait to see that. I think the whole thing is going to be super fun and in jest and humorous. It's not going to be very serious. Uh, I can't wait to see how Crowley is going to react to this. First off, how did Crowley, Crowley get in this position? I don't know. We're going to find out. Uh, I predict it's going to be very fun. I think we're going to get uh, Cassifer uh, getting uh, totally pulling from Mark Pellegrino, uh, who plays Lucifer. We're going to get his total personality and vibe in as Cass during this time. And I don't predict that Crowley is going to be his servant for too long. Maybe we'll get it this episode. Things will take a turn. It'll be momentarily. It's only to get something from Crowley. So what are we getting from Crowley? That's what we have to figure out. What are we trying? Is is Lucifer trying to rule over hell? Is he trying to get people on his side to team up against the boys or to team up against the darkness? This is why Cassifer initially let Lucifer into his vessel was because Lucifer said he can defeat the darkness. So what is this to actually get? Was that a whole 
joke? Was that serious? We don't know. Uh, the boys are going to go after this, uh, go into the time travel, a mission from the future. They're going to come back live. We know whatever's going to happen. Uh, Fleet Week type thing with the boys being there. Uh, someone's saying they think that Sam will find out about Cassifer. Uh, since Lucifer and Sam are kind of bonded, uh, I would think that that's a possibility. I'm, the boys are going to have to realize this soon enough that this is not Cass, that something's amiss. And they both have said something's going on with Cass. He's being a little bit weird. But there's going to have to be some sort of sign that's going to point them in that direction. Or Crowley is going to have to give them the news. We're going to find it out somehow. Uh, what happened to Adam and Michael? I do not know. I think they're still in the cage. Um, I'm hoping that some at some point in the season when we hopefully get Lucifer back in the cage, hopefully, uh, that we see what's going on with Adam and Michael and maybe Adam will be let out. That's, that's a hope. Uh, and Cassifer is more powerful than Crowley. Absolutely. 100% right now. Um, <laughs> glad to see Cassifer's putting Crowley in his place. Lucifer is a liar, though. Can we take him seriously? I don't know. And that's why when he told Cass that he could defeat the darkness, I believe there is some sort of truth to that. But why would he help? That's the problem. He has no reason to help the boys or to get rid of the darkness unless he's going to make a deal with God somehow, which God is not going to make a deal with Lucifer. So we're going to have to, Supernatural is going to have to figure out a way to get Cass somehow taking over more of Lucifer, even though Lucifer is in Cass's vessel. We have to figure out a way to get him to progress forward and either have Lucifer help defeat the darkness. I think this is going to be a team effort. You know, as the boys always say with Crowley and Cass and Lucifer, our job is done. We are no longer a team anymore. We are not helping each other. We're on our own. Everyone's going to have to come back together to defeat the darkness. And like I said, I don't know what would happen if Dean were dead, how that would affect his bond with Amara. But I'm interested to see where that bond with Amara goes and how that really, where it really has come from. Does it stem from Cain? Is Cain the answer to this question, to defeating the darkness? Uh, you know, Cain, Cain died, but we didn't see a body. And a lot of the times we don't see the body. But I know a lot of people uh, in the chats or uh, on the YouTube feed have been saying that they think that Cain isn't dead yet. So perhaps he is the answer to this as well. Um, Cass, is, uh, Cass, is, Cass is in hell right now. Lucifer is in uh, Cass's vessel. So he's there. I don't think he's in the cage. Um, you're thinking Amara will like Lucifer too since he had the mark of Cain on him. When is Chuck coming back? Maybe he can tell the boys about Casper and give them a hint on how to get rid of Amara. I'm too afraid that Chuck is gone for forever. But you never know. Supernatural always brings people back. Um, he's thinking he's in the vessel since Casper knew where the bunker was. How else would Lucifer know how to get there? Very, very good point. Uh, 
I think we've got next week, we're actually going to get a little bit more progression on the story, at least, and figuring out how to um, get to Amara or how... I feel like there's got to be something next week that is going to help the boys figure out a way to get the darkness. And I predict Crowley will only be his servant for hopefully this next episode, although we always love seeing humor coming from Mark Shepard. Uh, and uh, the deans going out, or dean, the deans, the boys uh, going out, solving another case, hopefully getting them one step closer. I mean, next week is episode 14. So that puts us uh, over halfway through episode. Yeah. Puts us over halfway through the season. Uh, So we have to get some answers somehow. I'm hoping to see a return of Billy the Reaper. Maybe not next episode, but in the next couple episodes. I'm hoping that we can get Lisa and Elena back in here, Catherine and Kim. Thank you guys so much for like watching and joining in on the live tweets and live feed and tweeting us and all that stuff during those shows. Uh, It's so great to have the guests in here joining me. And Katie is still going through a couple health things, so hopefully we'll get her back soon. She is in L.A., so tweet her at Katie E.E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's, Campbell. And wish her, send her good vibes, because we miss her, and I can't wait to have her back here with me so that I'm not doing the show solo. Uh, thank you guys so much for, you know, staying in the live feed, talking with me today. If you guys want to keep the conversation, make sure to use the hashtag ABTVSupernatural. You can tweet me at Lindsay Wagner. That's L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y-W-E-G-N-E-R. Make sure you guys find me on Instagram, Twitter, all things social media. Find AfterBuzz on all things social media, SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes. Rate us five stars. Rate all the other AfterBuzz TV shows five stars. We know we and love and appreciate all of your support. I will see you guys next week. Thanks. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.